Hello entrepreneurs, it's Jenna St. John. I'm a copywriter and strategist in Surrey in the UK. I teach people like you how to improve your brand messaging through workshops, creative templates, and website auditing and editing. In this limited series, I'm interviewing businesses who have managed to find success during lockdown in 2020. Not only have they kept the lights on, they're having their best months yet. If you have any questions, you can get in touch with me at jenna at jennastjohn.com. Happy listening. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to be interviewed. Um, So I just wanted to reach out to some businesses who have found success in the recent crazy months. And Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you got in contact. I think your insights, what worked for you, et cetera, will be really helpful for other businesses who are maybe still thinking about how they're going to take off. So this interview is specifically for the entrepreneurs in my group. Um, I try to provide valuable content for them to help them grow. And there's never been a more important time for that than now. Yeah. Um, So I have a few questions for you. I won't take up too much of your time because I know you have a lot of prep to do today. Um, So why don't you tell us a little bit about your business and what it was like before COVID and lockdown? Okay, so um, I run Mandira's Kitchen, and uh, we are an artisan food manufacturing business. There are three forms, or there used to be three main uh, things to the business. So we do Indian freezer meals, which we create. They're sort of gluten-free, preservative-free, and then they're frozen, a bit like cook. They're frozen, and uh, then they're sold uh, through our farm shop online and through the local farm shops. Um, we also do catering for large and small events, and uh, we do cookery lessons and spice tours and supper clubs, so like food experiences. So there are three main bits of the business. And uh, before COVID, we were sort of on a trajectory because we had moved into our lovely converted barn up in the Surrey Hills. Um, and we had the summer all wonderfully planned out. So almost sort of from 1st of April till the end of the year, we had uh, we had our freezer meals, obviously, because that was going through the farm shops and through our shop. But the main focus of it was the catering. So we had taken on staff um, who were, um, and we had you know, balls and summer parties and quizzes and everything that you can make, think about. We were doing a lot of work with the vineyard and the distillery next to us. Um, then obviously, um, so, sorry, so that is what the business was. Now, shall I move on to what it was like after COVID or should I stop? Yeah, that? sure. So what is it like now? So how have things changed? Okay. Obviously you so, were in the event space before. So, so. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, so we were all sort of set up. We had a lovely full calendar book, uh, order book and the, the events calendar. And we were, you know, our patio was supposed to open outside for brunch out on the patio and all of it. So we were all sorted. Um, anyway, then of course COVID hit and overnight things changed. So, I think we called it the Black Friday. So sort of Friday the 13th, we could have a look and we saw all our orders. It was a bit like, I don't know whether you remember, but you know how you can see something uploading on a computer. It was the other way around. So it was like almost (laughs) all the orders went away overnight and everything got cancelled. And so um, that was what the first few days between, say, the 13th of March to the 23rd of March. So that, you know, those 10 days looked like it was extremely scary um, and a huge chunk of the business disappeared or you know all our orders disappeared so that was just after covid 
Um, but then uh, we spent the first couple of days panicking and thinking, oh my God, what are we going to do? How are we going to survive? Um, and but then we um, looked at a few things and um, I'm moving on to your next bit there. Yeah, which is, you know, how did you, what did you do? Um, so what we looked at was we were fortunate enough to be open, which I think was a huge bonus because we were termed as key or we are termed as a key business in a food business. So I think, you know, when you've got businesses hearing this, a lot of them would say, but we were shut down. So I understand that and I'm grateful for that. But I think what we realized very quickly is that we couldn't operate in the way that we had been operating because there would be, you know, a huge chunk of the business didn't, uh, wouldn't be there. So what we did is we looked to see what is it that we do and what is it that we can do. And that was, you know, I cannot emphasize that enough, Jenna, because um, it's a bit like setting off on a journey and, you know, you don't, if you don't have a map of what are you going to do, then we are going to be trying to do everything, you know, for everyone. Mm-hmm. We first looked around and we said that for us to survive, we needed 500 customers to buy eight meals from us for the next few months. So and you if, really crunched the numbers then. Yeah, we, yes. So for us, it was because otherwise there was no way of counting it. So, you know, if you're talking, if you're, if you're running a business, if anybody's running a business, it's got to be, you know, what is it that I need to make for my business to, to succeed? So, you know, do I may need to make a thousand pounds? Do I make, need to make 10,000 pounds? Do I need to make, you know, a hundred thousand pounds? And where is that going to come from? But first you've got to decide what is it that you need? Um, and where is that going to come from? And for us, I think because we were able to work that out very quickly in the beginning, we could then put a plan in place. So, you know, all the catering had gone. We said we need 500 customers. And that's then we made a plan according to that. So just after COVID hit, um, things went completely haywire. Um, and we then, but we found that our freezer means were still happening. So almost overnight, we changed our uh, website to be able to take, we didn't change it, we modified it to be able to focus more on the online side of the business. Mm. Uh, And that helped. Now, in some ways, we were already ahead of the game because we had a product and we were geared to take online business, uh, to take, you know, online orders. It, It we just hadn't taken that many, but we completely shifted our focus on that. And, um, we sort of sent out a plea then to say that, you know, guys, we need 500 of you to buy eight meals from us, you know, support out your local business. And this is all you've got to do. So the customers also knew what they needed to do. We made it very easy for them. And we almost posted every day saying, you know, here's our online link, here's how you order, and we'll send these boxes out. And that sort of, you know, the first, once we managed to get that, then it was just keeping that in place. So it became a lot easier once we knew what we were doing and how we were going to do it. So I think if, we, if it's a lesson to be learned, first is decide what is it you need to do, and then you can decide how you're going to do it. But like you said, get your numbers right. Yeah, I really liked that little piece of advice you threw in there. It was it was sort of you already had the product, you just wanted to optimize yes. the that way of um your customers having access to it on your website. Yes. 
and you nurtured your warm audience. So the people who you already had, I think a lot of people dive in automatically to how am I going to get new leads? How am I going to get new clients? But you really were nurturing the people who were already with you by sending them almost daily reminders. Yes. And we also, what we also did is we turned our customers. I mean, our customers have always been our biggest advocates. You know, we don't spend any money on PR or advertising or anything. We don't pay for Google AdWords. We don't pay, you know, we don't do Facebook paid sponsored posts or anything. But I keep on saying, I said, you know, what we have is we have very big hearted and very loud, loud mouthed customers. Mm-hmm. And they are almost our biggest brand ambassadors. So um, what we also did is anybody who ordered from us, we said, guys, can this also be like the nicer form of COVID? So can you then take this and infect this with somebody else? Can you take, uh, you know, the flyer and say that, right, we've had some nice we've had a nice meal can you share it with your whatsapp group can you share it with a friend because if we can do that then it becomes much easier so you don't have to always buy but if you've recommended or you've shared that then it becomes all that much easier and um, yeah that's really nice it's it's um it's sort of network marketing going back to um and if you look and then i also started a corona diary which i still run so right from 23rd of march if you look at my facebook page or if you look at my instagram um every evening i put up a covid or a corona diary and it's you know, and it's very open and it's, very, and it's not just always about the nice things. You know, we are very truthful. So, you know, I turn around one day and said, you know, today we've sent out a million boxes, but the couriers have messed up. So we've got to send it again. Or, you know, this nasty person came and shouted at us and this is it. So, you know, I always, um, sometimes I think, you know, we try and say it's all wonderful and it's all plain sailing. Now, not everybody wants to hear a miserable story all the time. But if you're truthful and you're honest, and you know, if you and I, that's what I've done. So even when I do my newsletter, I've said that I'm never going to send out something which is either all wonderful or all doom and gloom. You know, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, so that um, I think you know, getting our customers to actually go out there and share what we are doing was also you know, it was it it really helped. So everybody who comes and picks up something, every order that we send out has a flyer, has an email saying please, can you share this with somebody if you've had a good meal? Right. So you've really baked up your sort of referral program. Yes, and I think yes. you might be some kind of marketing genius referring it to a nicer COVID. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so moving along down my, my question list, what were some of the biggest challenges you faced as you made this change? Okay, so the biggest challenge obviously was first is technology because overnight you can't suddenly have this all singing, all dancing, wonderful website which will do. So we had lots of website issues because, you know, somebody, uh, so uh, things like previously as we, so for example, we sold more on the 1st of April than we sold put together from the previous month, previous May to February. Wow. Yeah, so that was one. So can you imagine the website had to take that, had to take that, um, able to take it. And there were lots of issues. So there was, you know, one day we had um, something's not working. One day somebody was logged in, you know, something happened. But I think the good thing, so I'm sure we lost some business, but the good thing was, I think we kept on saying that if there's a problem, let us know. 
Um, then with click and collects. Um, so I think the first challenge was obviously to get the technology to work, and it's been a long, you know, long um, sort of slog, and we are still working on it because as I said that there is no such thing as a perfect business um, but the first was the website the second was obviously you know keeping our team and our customers safe um, so again um, if you we change the shop so you know all this while uh, the shop that we started um, is was all deemed to be or, or we tried to create this wonderful welcoming space because I had always imagined that ours would not just be a shop it would be a place where um, you know, people would come in, people would stop for a cup of chai, they would say, oh, this is how it's an open kitchen, you could see how something was being made, or my curry isn't right today, what spices do you put in, or, you know, it's this place for advice, a chat, a catch-up, and all of it. It was a bit like dropping into a friend's house. And that had to go out of the window. So what we did is we had to change the shop we had to put, uh, you know, we, we turned it almost barricaded the front so nobody can come into the shop. We had to have all the signage. We had to make sure that we were safe. So the kitchen, again, uh, you know, only three people could work. Our uh, sales went up, obviously, with the freezer meal. So as a result, uh, we, you, you know, you had to make sure that you had, you had to do much longer shifts with just three people. Mm. So so, um, how do you keep them safe? How do you keep our customers safe? Um, so I think for us, that was a big challenge. And, but then we, know, we said, okay, no contact delivery, we, you know, no contact pickup, UKY delivery, we'll deliver. So the technology was the, you know, the technology was the challenge. And obviously, the way we did business was, you know, because here we were this very touchy, feely, lovable company. And overnight, you had to make it quite transactional when people came to us, you know, face to face. So, and make the business safe for both the customers and people had to feel safe because I was looking around, you know, and you would see some people would be putting stuff on their Facebook um, and quite, you know, in, you know, unintentionally and saying, guys, we are open, come and see us. And then they'd get mercilessly trolled saying that, oh, but you shouldn't be open. Why are you open kind of thing? Mm -hmm. So it was you know, constantly reassure people that, you know, we are safe and we are trying to make it safe and, you know, spending on millions of pounds of you know hand sanitizing gel uh, to make sure that it was all safe and then also other things like the toilet for example you know we've had so many visitors coming because we are in such a lovely part of the world people say can you use the toilet and we say no you can't because we've got to sanitize it to you know loo after everybody uses it so these are some of the practical challenges and i think you know he's listening to it then um to look around to see that a you know where is your business going to come from if you have a shop or if you're if you don't have a shop you know how do you make it safe so that your customers are safe and obviously you're safe to be able to run you know to run your business so i think that's the you know that was another big challenge for us yeah and um i like what you threw in there as well about how you were you kept your ear to the ground you were listening to what your audience was saying and what the competition yeah. were getting wrong in order to make sure that your business you know wasn't doing the same things um yeah. amazing mendira i've got just two i've got just two more questions for you if that's all right yeah um, i have all the time at the moment Okay. Um, is there anything that you'd like to tell the listeners about your business? Where can they find you if they'd like to use your services and how widely do you distri distribute your freezer meals? Yeah. So uh, just one second. Sorry, Jenna, the door just opened. Um, yeah. So where can they find us? So we are, so, okay. So you can find us three ways. So we are obviously physically, we are up in the silent pool. Um, 
uh, up in Albury. I think the postcode is GU59BW. And we are next to the Silent Pool Gin and the Albury Vineyard. So you can come and pick up gin and wine and see us <laughs> and walk around the pond and have some samosas and some chai. So yeah, it's a, you know, it's a very lovely part of the world and we have a shop there. We also sell to a whole range of farm shops. So if you go onto the website, which is www.mandiraskitchen.com, uh, you can... Um, uh, put in your address and you can see where your nearest stockist is so you know throughout Surrey and of course uh, the third bit is we do online delivery to any part of mainland UK so you could be living in Manchester, Wales, uh, you place an order and this homemade box of happiness will be sent to you so um, we're obviously on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram but if you want to buy the products or have a look then you know we are, uh, we are online. Amazing. Thank you, Mandir. And the very last question, I really want to end on a positive note. So tell us about the best and most uplifting moment you've had in your business since the crisis began. What's been the best part of it all for you? Well, in some ways, it's almost, you know, as they say, out of adversity comes good things. Um, so the couple of things. First is, I think, as a team, we've really, really bonded. Um, so everybody has, you know, I think I'm I, I, and I don't say this in any, you know, I say this very openly. I think I've got the most wonderful team in the world. Um, and anybody, right from the 16-year-old to the much older people, everybody's put what, you know, put more than 200%. And, you know, I did a little post yesterday. Um, and uh, I was looking back at what we had done at May. And, you know, I'll tell you a little bit about that. But just to say, I think the first thing which has come up is that we've really come together as a team. Uh, which is fantastic. And I think um, also our customers, you know, are, we've got a whole lot of loyal customers. Um, and they've, you know, I think hopefully they're not just going to be there with us through this crisis, you know, they're going to be through, you know, with us throughout, you know, come what may because, um, and I think that's been fantastic. Um, uplifting, I think I, it's probably just not one, you know, there's been so many uplifting moments. Um, but you know, the emails that we get, you know, people saying that, you know, the, you know, we've started a weekend Thali club that people come and pick up. We only do 30 platters. It's like a three course curated meal and we give them a Bollywood playlist and we give them, a, you know, a quiz on India and everything. And uh, people say, you know, that's been the most fantastic part of our evening. Or we, you know, a lot of people have had family celebrations and we've sent, you know, sent six different boxes to six parts and then people have opened it and had the same food. And they said, you know, it's just been wonderful because it's brought us, brought us together. You know, we've not had much, you know, we've not had much to do in terms of heating up the food. And, you know, that's so I think all the fact that, you know, we've almost been a part of their, uh, you know, or the bright spot, the foodie spot during the last 10 weeks has just been so uplifting. And I just think the support and the love and the emails that we get, you know, I just <clears throat> cannot overemphasize that. So it's been very humbling to, you know, for us. Thank you so much for sharing your experience. I think it's been really helpful for everybody uh, who's needing a little bit of advice right now. Yeah, I, mean, I think I said that, you know, the last thing that, as I said, if anybody wants to have a chat, that's fine. Not that I'm any kind of expert, you know, we've learned as we've grown along. Um, but I think if there are three, three things that people need to remember, first is, said is that um, first is look to see that what is it you need in terms of you know hard numbers how many customers how much money what per spend 
what do you need or or even work out what is you know what what kind of money you need and how's that going to come from that's the first thing the second thing is play to your strengths don't try and reinvent the wheel because um, again you find a lot of people saying oh so and so is doing freezer meals or oh, i'm going to start doing freezer meals even though i'm not geared for it oh so and so is doing this delivery and i'm going to do it even though i'm not geared up for it and that's going to take up you know that's if you're going to play pull it into so many directions you're going to spend a lot of time trying to sort of you know your energy is going to get sapped and you're going to not really you know uh, not really sort of make the most of what of what you have so see what you've already got and try and build on it uh, because that that way you can get onto it very quickly um and you know focus on it and hit the ground running and you already know the market you know your customers you know all of that and i think the third thing as i keep on saying is communicate 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 you know there is no you know just and i'm not that does not mean spamming people and, and sending them hundreds of newsletters or texts or whatever but just you know send you keep you make your messaging consistent consistent and make sure that you can send the same message out through every channel and everybody sends that same message out this is what we do this is what we offer and this is how we can help you and this is how you can help us and you know you'd be amazed at how many people will be then on you know become your brand ambassadors thank you so much absolutely priceless pieces of advice there and i'll uh, pop a little link to your facebook page and your uh, website link in the post as well okay. so everybody knows where to contact you thank, thank you, you so much all right. Take care. Have a good day, Mandira. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. If you have any questions for me or for the people I'm interviewing, or if there's a specific type of business that you're curious about, pop it in the comments below or send an email to jenna at jennastjohn.com and I'll try to get it answered for you. 